clamando no escuro. Please stand by. Good morning. It seems that uh, our, our time at 9 o'clock in the morning uh, this last week was over 50 cities in the United States. Uh, I don't know how many states, John, but I would say 31 states. 31 states and, uh, and, <coughs> and we're so pleased that uh, hundreds of you are tuning in from uh, different parts of the country and listening to our, our Bible study and ministry. Now, I want you to know that that really blesses us and uh, it encourages that you are being received, especially uh, those in California. By the way, there are several countries and that we are tuning in, and China is one of them. And of course, uh, would you say, John, uh, Brazil, uh, U.S., the Netherlands. And so we're following you, and I uh, want you to know that, that the Word of God is being uh, heard uh, throughout the world. I want to share with you about uh, about angels, and it's chapter one of Hebrews verses uh, four to uh, fourteen. So these are ten verses. Now you know I, I have an accent here, and my my intonation at times go in the wrong place, but I want to slow down so I can sort of uh, work on my uh, diction, so you're able to. Uh, to get the meaning. Chapter 1 of Hebrews, we just finished a series, I'd say 16, 30 minutes on Leviticus. Yesterday we shared with you chapter 16 of Leviticus dealing with uh, the atonement, the day of atonement. And uh, I want you to know that all of those Bible studies left a mark in me and the understanding of the cross has been enlarged. And that's what I expected. I know that some of you quite don't want to do with blood or you don't want to talk about blood because there's a lot of blood in Leviticus. But my understanding of the cross has been enlarged. Amen? Okay. Verse 4, chapter 1. Being made so much better than the angels. So I have to read verse 3 in order to connect to verse 4. It says, Who being the brightness of His glory in the expression of express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high and so when you look at these, uh, these, this verse 3 what stands out is that the glory of the Lord is awesome is powerful we all behold when we come close to it and see it in the mission field, especially overseas in, in, in Peru, we saw the glory of God one night, and it was just uh, unforgettable. So, that's really what we're not after. We're after the righteousness of God, because the righteousness of God, you don't have it. And it's nothing to do if you smoke or drink or you cuss or you uh, 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 have a problem with this and that, and you are a mad Republican or a, or a liberal a Democrat, had nothing to do with politics. It's nothing to do with sin. It's the intent of the heart that makes you... For instance, you know, I saw a, a teenager girl coming in a service 
in Atlanta. And she sat up front. In the whole service, she chewed a pack of gum. And of course, you know, and she also texted a thousand people. So, the righteousness of God, loving Him in the, in the pureness of heart, is what it's all about. Because if you are <laughs> a pack-chewing Christian and a text-chewing Christian during the presentation of the Word, you really particularly don't care to be there, right? And so, righteousness is more powerful than the glory. Okay, good. All right, now let's go to the angel situation. It says, being made so much better than, than the angels, as he has by inheritance, inheritance, obtained a more excellent name than they, by inheritance. For unto which of the angels said he at any time, this, you are my son, this day I have begotten you. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be my son. That's Psalm 2. I'll talk about it in a minute. And again, when he brought into the first begotten of the world, into the world, he said that all the angels of God worship him. And the angels, he said, who makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. For unto the Son, he said, your throne, O God, is forever and ever a scepter of righteousness. Remember, a scepter of... It's not a scepter of glory. A scepter of righteousness. And then it says, and, and hated iniquity. You have loved righteousness and hated... God hates iniquity, which is different than sin. Iniquity is sin that is perpetrated and, and, and extended above the cross and justified by your theology. That's iniquity. And it says... And you, Lord, uh, oh, by the way, let me go. You, you have loved righteousness and hated iniquity, okay? Therefore, God, even your God, has anointed you with all the all of gladness above your fellows. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. And you, Lord, in the beginning, have laid the foundations of the earth, foundation of the earth, in the singular, the foundation of the earth. And the heavens are the work of your hands. Only deity could do that. He's referring to Jesus during these verses. They shall perish. My, 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 I'm using the, the Bible of uh, the Expositor Study Bible, Jim Swagger. If you don't have one, I'm sorry for you. Uh, it says, They shall perish, but you remain. And they all shall wax old as does a garment. And as a venture shall you fold them up, and they shall be changed. Changed from one condition to another. Salvation. Quickly into a blinking of an eye, you are a new person. And, uh, but you are the same, and your ears shall not fail. It has to do with the superiority of the Creator over creation. As the venture shall you... You fold them up, and they shall be changed. Change in creation, change in salvation. But you are, you are the same, uh, and your ears shall not fail. But to which of the angels said he, At any time, sit on my right hand until I made your enemies your footstool. And they are, and then they finish with a question. 
Are they all ministering spirits sent forth to minister to them who shall inherit, shall be heirs of salvation? Referring to angels. So angels then is the subject this morning. I know that these verses, and of course the NIV, the NIV would do better here. But uh, I, uh, I'm not an NIV guy and I have strong conviction why I'm not. NIV took 38 verses of the Bible because it wasn't in the old manuscripts. But didn't ask me permission. Amen. And so, I don't uh, like the NIV, period. I'm a King James uh, uh, person. Even though I, I have to mispronounce all kinds of things and spit all over, at least I, I, I came to a position of, of what I think I should have as a Bible translation. Amen. Good. Okay. Now, verses 1-4, one, one Hebrews 1-4. Be made so much better than the angels. Jesus better than the angels. So angels here is referring to messengers. Messengers are from the spiritual realm uh, that disperse information and revelation of God's behalf. Uh, I had a, a counseling meeting on Sunday with a young man in my office here at RBM and uh, and uh, I had to hear from the Lord because I had no idea where all that those problems and all that situation came from. And I had uh, several visions. And of course, when I finished the visions, he's on the floor crying and saying, that's it, that's it. Now, so angels also can minister to you. They can share with you. They can talk to you. Uh, they're present in anybody's life. And... Uh, so they are messengers. Now, one of the most interesting scriptures about how many angels uh, nobody knows, but is Daniel seven ten. If you've been around me, you heard about it, and uh, it says a fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. A fiery stream, fire, came forth. And came from before him. Thousands, thousands ministered unto him. And 10,000 times 10,000 stood before him. It, it's myriads, meaning a hundred million angels are in the presence of God at any time. So, what do you think about that? Why would be a hundred million angels? This is Daniel speaking. And you know, you, Daniel don't lie. The Bible don't lie. A hundred million angels in the presence of God at any time. My goodness, gracious alive. That's impressive. Why are they there? Because of you. See, they're there in order to help you, to minister to you, to bring a message, to care for you in all kinds of situations in life. And there are questions here that we don't know how to answer. Okay? Because... Angels were not there. So we'll talk about that another time. But let's just uh, continue. Verses, uh, verses uh, the one, one, chapter 1, verse 4 to 14, talks about primarily the demonstration of his superiority over angels. That the passage that I just read talks about the son's Worthiness of worship. Verse 6. 
the relationship with God and the Father in Psalm 2-7. Now, you're going now to, to begin to explain verses 4 to 14 by reading a psalm. Because, let's take a look. Hebrews uh, is written, uh, by the way, uh, let, me, let me rephrase it. The book of Psalm was written by David. David wrote a lot of psalms. Psalm 2 is David speaking. And of course, the man who wrote uh, Hebrews in my position is Paul. So Paul is quoting, uh, David wrote the, 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 the psalm, and Paul is reading and quoting in Hebrews the book of Psalm that David wrote. So you, you have three people involved. One who wrote it, the other one who wrote it again in the book of Psalm, and, and the interpretation of the Holy Spirit. So let's take a look. Let's look at Psalm. It says, I will, de I will declare the decree. That's Psalm 2, verse 7. The Lord hath, hath said unto me, Thou art my son. This is, this is David prophesying. This day I have begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance. This is, this is David in his chamber at Mount Zion on a cold afternoon. And he's got a blanket over him. He's got a papyrus. And he's writing. And he's saying, I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance. He's just in the spiritual realm. And I, and I tell you, how could he hear those things? Because the angels are all around him. So, this Sunday when this boy came to my office, and I'm just having this revelation, was an angel close to me telling me everything about it? Because it was very, 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 very defined and very important. I mean, I described situations. I described the afternoon, I described the weather, I described the location, I described exactly what happened. Yes, I'd say four or five angels. Why? Because I, for some reason in those five, ten minutes, I, I, I was listening to these thoughts. And he is the boy is confirming. Now, is God going to do something about that boy? Oh, yes. Yes, that boy is going to be blessed of the Lord all his life. And God's going to heal him. So, listen to David having the same experience. I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance. And the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Meaning, because of the sun, the enemy will be defeated. So that's the, the thought. Not referring here to... Uh, uh, verse uh, verse 7 says this and of the angels he said who makes his angel angel spirits and his ministers a flame of fire not referring here to preachers but to angels that angels are, are a part of the, the revelation of God so Psalm 2-7 is an interest of now, what, what, what's any good about this? You see, you know, oh, Rick, I'm just not a Christian. Wait a minute now. It's not a question of being a Christian. It's a question of loving God. 
It's a question of allowing him to review. To, you know, you know, there's a girl somewhere that's going to marry that boy. And he looks real good. Bright teeth, shiny, sparkly, you know, square jaws, you know, hair just all over the place. These days, hair is just, can sit like a piece of pie. And people like it everywhere, okay? Hair is a thing. And so, you fall in love with his hair, and before too long he puts a short, and you fall in love with the shorts and his legs, and, and you look at the outside. But inside, he's corroded, stinks to no end. His breath is horrible. And he's a boy full of sin that will, dip, that, that will take your peace in the first night of marriage. So, can, do you need an angel? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Relationship with God. Causes, this is what David is saying. David is saying, listen to me. The Lord has said unto me, thou art my son. Now, we're talking about angels and we're talking about Jesus. And Psalm 2 says, Jesus is the Son of God. Bigger than angels. Good. Now, verse 1-5. Let's go to the 1-5 because I, I want to head over here over. For unto which all the angels said, and he said, You are my son, and this day I have begotten you. It's a, it's a quotation for Psalm 2-7 that I read, which means a prophecy fulfilling the son. So if you go to Psalm 2-7, and I need to do that because I didn't write it down here. So Psalm 2 verse 7, okay? There it is. Psalm 2 verse 7. It says this, I will declare a decree. The Lord has said unto me, You are my son. This day I have begotten you. Meaning, meaning that Jesus is pointed as the Son of God greater than angels. Okay, you are my son. His supremacy over angels. The same psalm here is used in reference to, uh, to Jesus as the, as the priestly or, or the priest. Go into, go into your Bible to Hebrews 5.5 5, because it talks about him as Savior, but he also as the priest. Take a look at this. So Christ glorified not himself to be made a high priest. So why did Jesus did not have to be glorified himself in order to be a high priest? Because he's a, he inherited. It was given to him by the Father. That makes him a son of God. He is greater than the angels. You got me now? I hope you're listening now. Those of you there in Oregon, the duck country, listen, listen to what I'm saying. Jesus. Now, what does that mean? It, it means that if you have a relationship with God, you've got to meet Jesus. You've got to know who Jesus is. You've got to have fellowship with Jesus. Because if not, you're just a half a Christian just falling apart all the time. I'm talking to myself. What makes me to able to overcome what I'm going through is Jesus. So let's take a look. Look at uh, Acts 13, 13. Now remember that Acts 13, 13 is written by whom? Who wrote the book of Acts? Luke. Luke wrote the book of Acts. All right? God hath fulfilled the same unto us, their children, and that he hath raised up Jesus again, as it is also written in the second psalm. So Luke quotes the second psalm. 
verse 1 through 6. Let's take a look. Uh, chapter, Hebrews 1, 6. And again, when he brought into the first begotten in the world, he said that all angels of God worship him. So angels, the millions upon millions, just a hundred million angels, what they're doing in front of Jesus, they're worshiping. They're giving glory to God. And as you worship and give glory to God, you are blessed. You are, you sort of, uh, you sort of uh, have a nice day, amen. God had justified, fulfilled the same unto us, their children, as it is written on Second Psalm, amen. Okay, verse six. Now we're going down again. First begotten, God declares that Israel was His first begotten. Exodus four twenty-two, and thou shalt say unto Pharaoh. Thus saith the Lord, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. This is what, uh, this is what uh, Moses said unto the Pharaoh. Thus says the Lord, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. Let my people go. Okay. Now, angels worship him. Uh, that's, a, that's a very interesting script. Angels worship him. As angels worship him, they, worship, they must worship God's Son, who is above angels. <coughs> you have to... Uh, Hebrews 1.3 If angels worship Jesus, so Jesus is God. What Psalm 2 is saying is raising Jesus above the angels. And that helps you to understand that when you, uh, when you come in the presence of God, you have to recognize Him as the Son of God. And you worship Him. What, how do you worship Him? You lift your hands and you say, Oh God, I recognize your Son, Jesus Christ, as your Son, uh, beloved, inherited by power and strength and mighty. And, uh, and I praise you, Lord. Amen. So, then verse, verse 7 again. I'm going back and forth on verse 5, 6, and 7 until I squeeze everything out of it. Verse 7, it says, And, the, and of the angels He said, who makes his angels spirits, or makes his angels winds, winds, and his ministers a flame of fire. So he's referring to angels as wind and also a flame of fire. Uh, flames of fire are, are very popular. Uh, it, it's all over the place in Exodus 13, 21, uh, uh, refers to angels, Genesis 18, 1 and 2. Want to go back to the Genesis 1, 18? Go to Genesis 18, 1 to 2. It's very easy to find Genesis because it's got a back. You can't go any further. Amen? Let's take a look. Genesis 18. Amen? Where? Genesis 18, 1 and 2, it says, And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamere, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. And he lifted up his eyes and looked. That's Abraham. And lo, three men stood by him, angels. They came to tell that he's going to have a son called Isaac. And so, they are winds that show up and you never know. You know, I told you about uh, inside of a minibus with a group of ten people. And one 
one road, one road in front of me, like a, like a, not two. The left side wasn't there, just the right side, just one, about 15, 15, 20, 12 feet wide. And we make a curve, we made a curve. And the, and, the, and the driver was just going too fast. And I saw lights coming in toward us. There's nowhere to go. And so I just hit the floor. I mean, I just I was in the front seat. I just hit the floor. There's a little wall, metal wall between me and the driver. I just got in there on, my, on the floor. I just yelled and screamed. And, and it, after, the, after the bus turned in itself three or four times, we stopped. We stopped. And nobody died. We, after we looked at it, we couldn't find the other truck. We didn't know how in the world we'd turn in the same road several times. What happened there? Angels removed their other truck out of the highway somewhere, and we looked, couldn't find anybody, and spared my life. So, have you been spared your life like a miracle by the hand of God when you're about to have a horrible wreck? I remember going to Tennessee in a cold night, coming home, and, uh, and there's a highway there that goes to the mountains, okay? And, of course, coming down, it goes to the mountains also and twists everywhere. And I remember that I, I was trying to pass a car, and I passed the car just on a curve, like on a curve. And, uh, and so I speeded toward the car. You know, he's right here. I speed it this way, right in front of him, okay? And somebody touched the back of my Yukon, GMC Yukon. It did this way. In other words, I don't know who fishtail my car. It's impossible that that car could fishtail by itself. What was it? It was an angel just touching because if not, I would be way in the, down the bank and, and perhaps died. So angels are part of our lives. And you need to know that. The Bible says they're flames of fire. Flames of fire. Flames of fire. So when angels come, it could be a person, it could be a wind, it could be a flame of fire. You never know how, how they're going to look at it. Now, flame of fire is a powerful word. Exodus 13, 21, 22 says this. And the Lord went before them... By day in a pillar of cloud. We're talking about the, the three, three million Jewish Jews. The Israel is in the Median Desert. And God is in the pillar of cloud right over the Holy of Holies. To lead them away the way. And by night and in the pillar of fire. And by day uh, to, against the sun to give them light. To go by day and night. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day not the pillar of fire by night before the Lord. So this is simply saying is that God in His presence can be a cloud. An angel can be a pillar of fire. And, and uh, uh, it clears and shows you the power of the presence of God. Now, first, first chapter of Hebrews chapter 1 verses 4 to 14. That's where I am. Okay, just let's take a look, a look a little bit, a little more, and I'll finish up in a minute. Uh, Psalm 45, verse 6 and 7 says this, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of thy kingdom is a right scepter. 
Thou lovest righteousness. Remember that. And hated weakness. Therefore God thy God hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above the fellows. So the word here uh, used is he loves righteousness, not the glory. That a scepter means his everlasting scepter of righteousness in presence before the, before the Lord. And, uh, and he brings the oil of gladness. How does the oil of gladness get to you? Angels, above thy fellows. Angels are part of the ministry of God. Say, everything that God does, the angels are part of it. Everything that God says, the angels are part of it. Everything God does is the angels are part of it. Angels are a part of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. It's not some little puffet in the air that runs around. So what do you do about the angels? Well, you worship the Lord and you respect the angels. You do not worship angels. Let us have a prayer together. Okay, I hope you enjoyed what I said. I don't know what I said, but I tried to say. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for this morning. I thank you, God, that you are greater than the angels. I thank you, Lord, that your scepter, it's a symbol of leadership and authority in righteousness. And I give you glory, God, that you have in your mighty power anointed us to be children of God. And God, I thank you, Lord, that uh, you said unto the Lord, Sit thou at my right hand until I make thy enemies thy footstool. I thank you, God, that uh, you use your angels to care, to minister to me, to lift me up and encourage me on this journey. In Jesus' name, amen. See you tomorrow. We